0: Good evening, and welcome back to Distress Frequency, horror, sci-fi, and adventure from Columbus, Ohio. You know, when we started this series, we just kept coming back to the stories about a threat to a child, or a threat from a child, because that's just where our heads are at these days. Tonight's show is a great example of that. A little business before we get to our feature presentation. This is the second in our series of broadcasts. If you like what we're doing, please help us out by subscribing, rating, or sharing. Or if you really, really like what we're doing, cash donations work too. Second, there is a contest for this episode, so please do stay with us after the presentation for details on how to win. One more thing before we start. We're bringing you horror tonight, so lights-out rules apply. If you wish to avoid the tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly and sincerely to X out of your podcast app now.
1: Rob made it pretty clear he didn't want kids, but I'd always assumed it was because he had had such a rough childhood. I never imagined. Well, I'll get to all that. I guess I was a little ambivalent about having kids myself. I always pictured myself with a little daughter. But Rob and I met kind of late in life, so I guess I'd kind of let that go by the time I met him. When we got married, we agreed there'd be no trying. We'd just leave it up to fate. So when I finally, unexpectedly, saw that double line, I was quietly ecstatic. But I could tell he was not. He started going out drinking more. He changed the subject every time I brought up the baby names. And he just flat out refused to think about the baby's room. Finally, I had to confront him about it. Rob, look. I know you're ambivalent about this baby thing. But if we're going to do this, I need you to be all in. I need you with me on this.
2: No, it's not that. It's it's hard to explain. It's it's probably nothing.
1: It's clearly something.
2: I, I just need some time to come to grips with it.
1: Look, baby, I need you to talk to me. We're gonna go through something that's really stressful and amazing. And I need you to communicate with me.
2: I'm telling you, it sounds crazy. My family is cursed. I don't I don't think our baby's going to make it. What? Look, I told you my family's old stock, right? Like practically pilgrims. What I didn't say was my great, great bunch of times great-grandfather was involved in the witch trials. I mean, I mean, he wasn't a ringleader or anything. I think he was just, just a kid, but <sighs> he was part of the mob that burned some poor woman at the stake in the 1690s. And she vowed to end the bloodlines of everyone who was there.
1: Rob, this is crazy.
2: I know. My dad believed it. I never did. And right before he died, he apologized to me. He said that now he was dying, the curse would go to me and and then the kids.
1: I never met your dad, but I know he said a lot of crazy stuff.
2: I thought so too. But it was one of those urban legends around my neighborhood. When I was in high school, I looked it up and I'm telling you, I am the last descendant of anyone who was there. Every family who was at the witch burning is now gone. The last Brennan died in the War of 1812. The last Smith died of cholera. The last Vanderhoff died in a house fire. The last Ross died in a streetcar crash. They're all gone.
1: But none of that happened to you. Your dad was a drunk. But you turned out fine. You went to college. You have a good job.
2: I got a vasectomy. You... What? I got a vasectomy. I was... I was like 19. Mom and I were living out of her car for a while. And I spent a lot of time at the library looking up all of this witch stuff. As soon as, as, as soon as we got a place, as soon as I got back on Medicaid, I went and I had it done. The doctor looked at me like I was crazy, but he shrugged his shoulders and he did it anyway.
1: This would have been good to know when we got married. We talked about having kids a lot, and you never mentioned it. I know. I know. I
2: just couldn't tell you I got my ball snipped when I was 19 because of a ghost story. I I just couldn't speak those words.
1: We're married. This is not just you, you know.
2: I know. I just thought if I ended the bloodline myself, the witch wouldn't come after me. And I gotta tell you, after that, my life got better. My mom got clean. She held a job. I got into college. I worked my way up. And then eventually, I found you.
1: Well, this is... Look, I just need to know that you're with me on this.
0: I am.
2: I totally am. I'm sorry I was checked out. I'm in. witch or no, I'm in.
1: And he really was. After that, we started picking out baby names and working on the nursery. Rob started reading stories to my belly. But then I took a turn for the worse. I had the pregnancy from hell. Nausea, heartburn, sciatica. But we joke about it. Is that the witch again? (coughs) Oh my god, give me a break, witchy poo. But it got worse. Everything that could go wrong did. I had preeclampsia and prenatal diabetes. All that stuff women die of in Downton Abbey. I was on bed rest for three weeks, and then when labor finally started, the baby refused to drop. After 22 hours of labor, the baby's heart rate dropped to zero, and they rushed me in for an emergency C-section. It was stillborn when they pulled it out. But then, and <coughs> I heard her cry for the first time, and I've never been more in love with anything. We named her <coughs> My young, be serenely. Now, my lovely, slumber deep. Mother loves you, oh, so sweetly. Now, my lovely, go sleep. I was laid up for a few days after the C section. So my mom came up to help us. Annabelle was listless. She refused to latch. Rob kept taking her to get tested, but the best they could find was slight anemia. They gave us iron supplements for her, but it didn't seem to help. I don't know if you've ever seen them draw blood from a newborn baby, but it's terrible. The veins are too small, so they prick a part of her heel with a little needle, and they literally milk the blood out. Annabelle tried to cry during this, but she was almost too weak. I could tell it was wearing on Rob was wearing on me, too. At night, she made little cries, and we'd pray for her to go to sleep. Then she'd be still, and we'd be sure she was dead. And then one night, Rob suddenly sat up straight in bed.
2: Do you smell that?
1: What? What is it?
2: It's like burning hair. Oh my god.
1: I never saw it, but I heard him leap out of bed to the bassinet. Shoot, damn it!
2: Get out of here! What was it? It was a cat. A huge black cat in the bassinet. I think it was on her chest.
1: Where is it? I don't see it.
2: I think it went out the window. See? The screen's knocked out.
1: I think you had a bad dream.
2: I saw it! It was right on her chest, Damn it! We're gonna have to keep that window shut.
1: There's no cat here, Rob.
2: I know what I
3: saw.
1: After that, neither of us slept. We took turns sitting up with Annabelle. They don't tell you this at the hospital, but babies will sometimes just stop breathing. Their respiration stops for maybe a minute or so, and it starts back up. Or sometimes, it won't. I watched Rob holding Annabelle in the rocking chair, and I could see his face every time it happened. I saw him tense up as if to dash to the hospital, then relax a little. He never told me when it happened, but I could tell. The next morning, he handed the baby to me, and he walked out the door. He didn't say a word. I half expected him not to come back, but he did. He cleared off a spot on the table, and he sat down a fat black candle, alongside a bell and a book. He pulled out a lighter.
2: Look, I know this is crazy, but bear with me. I have to check this out or it's going to drive me crazy.
1: Rob, you just need some sleep.
2: I read up on this when I was researching the curse. I think I remember how to do it. Um... Phantoms of a world gone by, speak again, you immortal spirits. Rob,
1: you're not helping.
2: Nancy Constant, tormented soul, victim of the stake and torch, speak to us and tell us your sorrow.
1: Rob, you're a lawyer. You're an educated man.
2: By the bell, book, and candle, I call upon thee to speak.
1: You're really setting me on edge, Rob.
2: Do you smell that? Burning hair. It's the smell of burning hair,
3: Allison.
4: Who calls old Nancy? Who calls this unhappy spirit? (gasps) Oh my God! There she was, standing in our
1: living room, dressed in a colonial frock, her long hair flying wild, a crooked finger pointed right at me. It was the witch.
2: I do. Rob Mather, descendant of Elias Mather, I beg of you, lift this curse and free this child.
4: Didn't I beg for mercy as they tied me to the stake? Didn't I beg for mercy as they lifted the torch?
2: Four centuries have passed Dear old Nancy, and my child is blameless.
4: Four centuries crawling up from the smoking pit. Piece by piece to wreak my vengeance. And here it is. Now at hand. (laughs) What the? Oh my god. My baby. I
2: I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I brought this on us. I am so sorry.
1: I can't believe that thing was here. I can't believe this is happening.
2: Allison, I'm really sorry. I think the witch is going to get the baby. I, I don't know how to stop this. I don't think we can save it.
1: Her. Her, Rob. Annabelle is a her. And we have to find a way to save her.
2: Let me, let me try one more thing. I need to find someone to help us.
1: Where are you going?
2: Back to the shop where I bought the candle. I'm really sorry I brought this here, baby, but I'm going to fix this. You sit tight, I'll be back. We'll save her.
1: And he left. There I was with our doomed baby and the smell of burnt hair. Across the table from where that terrible figure had appeared. There was nothing to do. It was time for Annabelle's feeding, so it, she was just starting to root as I brought her to breast. It was usually a struggle to get her to latch, but this time she went right to it. As she began to nurse, I felt peace for the first time in months. There there, baby. There there, my dear. Mommy and Daddy are working on it. We won't let anything happen to you. Rob returned hours later with a middle-aged man with an old-style Gladstone bag, and he pulled out vials, candles, and incense.
2: Allison, this is Jerry. He runs the Wiccan bookstore on the other side of town.
3: Well, hello, dear. I must say that I thought your husband was playing a joke on me, and there was something in his eyes that was so earnest. And we do have records on an antsy constant. She was executed around 1693 or 94. Are you ready, friends?
2: I'm ready. Go
3: ahead. I can see that I'm going to need the big crystals for this one. Here, Rob, can you take this salt and and make a circle? Yes, yes, make sure that you get her plenty around the bassinet. Oh my, yes, that's plenty.
1: Why is this happening? If this happened 400 years ago, why did it take her this long to get to Rob's family?
3: Goodness, I imagine it takes a little while to get back over from the other side. And and I do know that there were a lot of people in that mob. I'm sure it took her a while to get all of them.
1: But why my baby? Annabelle didn't have anything to do with this.
3: Well, she was in a pretty bad headspace when she died, dear. And the dead aren't reasonable people to begin with. Oh, can you light the Palo Santo? Y- yes, that incense twig over there. Thank you. All right. We'll have you straightened out as quick as we can. I surround myself with a shield of protection. I am safe within my space. I surround myself with a shield of protection. I am safe within my space. Now you say it. I
1: surround surround
3: myself myself with with a shield shield of of protection. protection. I am am safe safe within within my my space. space. Perfect. Now you should feel the light inside you growing brighter. Surround yourself with a protective light. Do you feel it?
1: I think I feel
3: it. Yeah. All right. Here comes the cleansing. Any unwanted spirits or entities, please leave now. Any evil or negative energies or presences, please leave this space. You don't belong here. I am sending you home. Only light and healing energy is allowed in this room. Thank you.
2: Foolish.
1: Fools. (laughs) Foolish. Oh, my God, there she is.
3: My sister, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Now, I'd like to intercede on these folks' behalf.
4: I've never seen such a weak spell in all my bonny days. Nor my dead ones. Sister, indeed. (laughs) I'd sooner be a sister to a pig.
3: I come to you in universal fellowship and goodwill. On ye. I don't understand. I followed the rules.
4: Rules are for nature. Nature's rule is that everything dies. I've broken that one, so what do I care for a few more rules? And you, I curse your eyes.
3: My, my eyes. I can't see. I, I can't see.
4: And you, master and missus, I'll have your baby. I'll reach into her heart and stop it. Or I'll fill her belly with spiders. I'll years to figure out my spells. I will make good on my threat.
2: No. D- just in me. End me here. I- I'm the one you want.
4: <laughs> no. It's the blood I want. And my vengeance. My vengeance wasn't satisfied, so I reached into your sack and I made me more matters to torment. My 400-year sport isn't yet finished. No, I can't let you take her. She's my baby. And what is that to me? I who had my flesh cruelly burned from my body? I who never felt the softness of a daughter's skin? What is your baby to my agony? You want it to be a mother. I? A mother? With a suckling infant? I, I always dreamed of a little one, but it was burnt out of me with the rest of my flesh. What if we share?
2: Allison, no!
4: Share? What
1: if we share? What if you could be Annabelle's godmother?
4: You could watch her grow. You could learn to love her. A child? For me? A child for old Nancy? For a woman... Four hundred years burnt up. Four hundred years in the wind. A woman married to the dark arts. A child to teach. A child to love. Well,
1: fancy that. And the old witch Nancy faded away, and we never saw her again. Jerry believes Nancy's gone for good. Nancy's spirit departed when her vengeance was satisfied. Jerry himself is fine, by the way. His eyes recovered. He's pursuing the craft more than ever. We still have him over for dinner sometimes. Annabelle grew to be a strong, lovely girl. Since those first few rough weeks, she's been oddly lucky. She's never been sick. If she falls down, she lands on soft grass or pillows. If she gets picked on, the bully never manages to get her. A neighbor boy was making fun of her the other day, and he fell and skinned his knee pretty badly. Annabelle's a clever little girl, and she was an early reader. She loves animals and outdoors, running through the woods and talking to her imaginary friends. But I can't help but wonder, when Annabelle talks to her imaginary friends, is there one who answers back?
0: You have been listening to Godmother, starring Jenny Hickey as Allison, Aaron Sinclair as Rob Mather, Alicia Yates as old Nancy the Witch of Salem, and introducing Micah Jenkins as Jerry, the kindly old Wiccan bookstore owner. Our play was written and produced tonight by Tony Goins under the direction of Jared Brennan. Recorded photography by Micah Jenkins. Special thanks to a number of freesound.net users for some of the sounds you heard tonight. They are acknowledged specifically on the show notes page for this episode on our website, distressfrequency.com. Now about that contest, there are at least two references in the show to old-time horror radio. The first person to respond with both references, either by email or on Twitter, gets the following prize. An ancient curse will not be placed on your lineage, hounding you and your descendants to grisly deaths. Everyone else, please remember to subscribe, rate, or share before she gets you.